Welcome to Season 2 of There Are Good Things Here, the podcast where you listen in as Katie Hubbard talks to God about life in the year that it got upended by her first cancer diagnosis. I hope you'll find grace in her honest, hard, and hopeful words. I'm your host, Norman Hubbard, and I just want you to hold on to Jesus like Katie did. It won't be easy or perfect, but it will be worth it. Well, Merry Christmas to those of you who are faithful followers of the Good Things Here podcast. I know you're probably listening to this shortly after Christmas, and I'm glad that you are with me again. I want you to know that in Katie's journal, November of 2009 is not entirely missing, but there are only two journal entries from November of 2009. And both of them are kind of a bit more personal family details, things that I don't know that you would find inspirational, maybe interesting. But I'm going to pass over those and uh, go right to her entries for December of 2009, which center around the Christmas season. Monday, December 14th of 2009. Dear Lord, what a full December this has been. Tuesday night, students came over to make cookies. Wednesday night, students came over for Carly's birthday, and then we had the Christmas party at Jeff and Jess's, and 70 people came. Students brought lots of people. It was awesome. Thursday night, Tom had a game. Friday night, Brian and Shaughness came to spend the weekend. Yesterday, I fixed a meal for a family at church and worked at the nursery for the Sunday afternoon service. Then today... Kayla threw up, and Joseph has a terrible cold. It feels like our house is a ticking time bomb. Norman has had a cold since Wednesday. This could be another people-filled week if we all stay healthy. Joseph was awful this weekend. He He is cutting molars, and he's sick, and he was such a pill. It was like he was a completely different child. And my antidepressant is still making me sleepy. I also found that it's hard I find that it's hard to concentrate. My quiet times have been very sporadic, and then this one has been interrupted by Kayla's throwing up and Joseph cracking up. So he's in bed now. Gracious. Monday, december twenty first, twenty nine. Dear Lord, well, we all got strep throat last week. That, by the way, explains the earlier journal entry from December. All six of us are merrily on an antibiotic together. Basically, we lost the entire week. Canceled our open house. I think that was with our students, by the way. That makes this week a bit more full. Nothing I had planned on doing last week got done. No shopping, no preparing for Christmas, etc., Also, someone charged over $1,000 in fraudulent charges on our debit card, so Norman had to fill out 14 forms at four pages each, plus call all of these stores in New York. It was quite the week. Then, there is the issue of my medication. Fuzzy, fuzzy, it makes me. My quiet time, my prayer times have been so negligible. My eyesight is blurry. The question that troubles me 
most is how to have a spiritual life with these realities. I was so sick with strep on my birthday and our anniversary. I was in bed all day. It was miserable. It seemed like a fitting end to this year, with a big smiley face, by the way. But my perspective has changed on so many things this year. I have a wonderful husband who loves me and has stood by me and with me through a very difficult and degrading illness. I have a wonderful husband who, although feeling bad himself, himself still serves me in bed and cares for our four children. No anniversary gift or celebration could top that. Not to mention how cancer has changed my perspective. I believe I am much more thankful and, yes, even more accepting. I'm just looking forward to seeing family this Christmas. I don't feel uptight. Is that the medications? No, I just feel grateful for what I have and all that I have been given. On Valentine's Day last year, we had a social with six people in our ministry. In December this year, we had a social with 70. That is miraculous. A friend sent us a fruitcake recently, and Kayla asked if it had NyQuil on top of it. Monday, January, excuse me, Monday, December 28th, 2009, so Just to put that in perspective, the earlier entry was in preparation for Christmas. Now, it's a couple of days after Christmas. Dear Lord, today we had our girls outing to Eagle River, Wisconsin. What fun. I've spent all of my birthday and Christmas money in two shopping trips to Trisha's Treasures and Eagle River, my two most favorite places to shop, smiley face. It was so much fun. Thank you, Lord. We are having such a great vacation. We were up, by the way, in Wisconsin with Katie's family at their lake house. Uh, The snow has been amazing. It snowed every day and truly been a winter wonderland. Tomorrow, we have the opportunity to drive to Camp Forest Springs to see Norman and ski and snowboard. I didn't remember this, of course, by the way, but I was speaking at, I believe it was a youth retreat um, at Forest Springs during this time, uh, right after Christmas. I was there for Christmas, and I left afterwards to speak at this retreat, and then Katie and the kids were coming over. Lord, I am so grateful to you for all of your blessings these past months. I am so blessed. You are my audience of one. I believe that you are pleased and joyful at our vacation and our Christmas and our shopping trips. I don't like being away from Norman, though. Thank you for my wonderful family. Deuteronomy 26.9. And by the way, these are Katie's last words from 2009. This is her final journal entry, actually the final paragraph of her final journal entry for 2009. She writes, Deuteronomy 26.9, The Lord has brought us to this place and has given us this land, a land flowing with milk and honey. And now, behold, I have brought the first fruits of the land which you, O Lord, have given me. True understanding 
that all things come from your hand and we are just giving back what you have given us. Love, Katie. That's her final journal entry from 2009. This is not my final journal entry uh, or podcast for season two, however. There's one more podcast coming up in early January um, because the season begins in mid-January. I do want to read you, though, um, this is an entry from her Katie's Caringbridge uh, blog. It's written later on in 2010, but it's a reflection back on uh, the whole year, 2009, and I thought I would read this to you because I feel like it captures some of her mature reflection on the difficulties and joys of the whole year. Um, and she wrote, she writes in this journal entry on Caring Bridge, what a year it has been, referring to 2009. Uh, my hair has come back. It is now short and curly. I was going to post a picture, but apparently I have spent most of this year avoiding the camera as I can't seem to find one. So I think I have posted a picture of my kids instead. There have been funny comments along the way, too. My hairdresser asked, did someone give you a perm? And then to a student that I haven't seen in quite some time, I got this comment, or from this student, wow, you got a haircut since I last saw you. Let's just call that the understatement of the year. If last school year was a year of loss, I would say that this school year has been a year of God giving back. And sorry, Norman and I work on an academic calendar. We came to the university in 1990 and never left. And so for us, years were academic years. Ministry has been amazing this year. That would be the 2009-2010 school year. Everywhere I have turned, I just have one word to say, God usually followed by, wow. He has been busy in our lives in every way, shape, and form. He brought an amazing group of students our way this year. In Valentine's Day of 2009, we had a social and six students came. And then in Christmas of 2009, 70 students came to our NAV Christmas party. That is just a tiny snapshot of what this year has been like. We've had an incredible staff team of seven that only God could put together. And God gave me the most amazing group of women this year in an upper-class women's Bible study. We had our last meeting a week ago, and we all just cried and cried because we didn't want it to be over. <clears throat> they ministered to me in the most incredible way all year long. This year, the Lord has just filled up our house with people. It's been awesome. People have come over for dinner, come to stay, come for ministry events, come and gone, you name it. One day, I even ran into a guy on campus who said, thanks for having us over yesterday, and I didn't even know he had been at our house. This year, our house has been used in the ways that we dreamed it would be when we built it four years ago. Every holiday this year has felt extra special as well as if God has just thrown in a few extra items in His way, and I'm sure that I appreciate and notice them now more than ever. I think the word that I would use to describe me right now is grateful. 
And yet, it has been a difficult year as well. I think I will always refer to this as the year of medication. I've spent most of the past eight months trying to be able to take tamoxifen, an anti-cancer drug, with a very small degree of success. Most of the time, it made me feel like I was losing my mind and made me want to jump out of a window. So, I got on another drug to counterbalance the side effects of the tamoxifen, and that drug produced its own litany of side effects. So, we finally decided nothing was worth the misery that it was calling. I felt like my life had become a constant struggle to compensate for the effects of the meds. For the first time, I feel like I understand why older people talk about their medications a lot. It affects everything you do. And you just want to shake everyone around you and holler at the top of your lungs, I promise you this is not really me. I am not really like this. When I finally told my kids that I was getting off of the medication, they all cheered. And after finally getting off the meds, I was having a quiet time one day, and I memorized two new verses. I memorized them, retained them, and understood them. I couldn't believe it. I burst into tears and I couldn't stop crying. It had been a year and a half since I was able to memorize scripture. I was so overwhelmed to have that ability back. Now I've been reviewing and memorizing like a crazy woman. I promise I won't complain ever again about the difficulty of memorizing scripture. Along with memorizing, I see my desire to be creative coming back. Our finished basement received an extreme makeover in an extreme burst of creativity. I'm also attacking long set-aside projects with a vengeance. I finally hung those beach pictures from four years ago. Several times, Norman has commented to me, I forgot what the unmedicated you was like. I've also been surprised by the degree of emotion that I have experienced as I reflect on last year and all that we've been through. I know that when people encounter huge difficulties, some get angry, some ask why, some change the world, but I just seem to get sad, really sad. There's been a lot of grief to process and hard to know which is okay grief and which is self-pity grief. Whichever it is, It has felt complicated, but what grief isn't complicated? In my case, never could a more true statement be uttered than, it could have been worse, a lot worse. That tends to put things in perspective. Yet, even in the less worse that I have experienced, there's been great difficulty. I mean, how do you measure a bad hair year? or a body that's forever altered when your life work is around young people who are in their physical prime, or medicines that make you so forgetful or overwhelmed you can hardly finish sentences or complete tasks, not to mention all of those awful foot-in-your-mouth moments encountered along the way as a result. As my son Tom always quotes from the commercial, Want to get away? I thought I would share these things as I still get a lot of questions, how are you doing now? The answer is, really well, 
and forever altered, deeply happy and profoundly emotional, up and down. Thanks for joining me for this episode of There Are Good Things Here. It's the last one for this year, but there's one more to come in season two as we look ahead to what may be coming next. I pray that your Christmas holiday uh, has been filled with the presence of God and that you have been filled with joy in the midst of your own difficult times. I'll leave you with the passage that's been going over and over in my mind this Christmas season. It's from 2 Corinthians chapter 8, where Paul says, You know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for your sake he became poor, that you through his poverty might become rich. I give thanks to God who has enriched us in all ways because of his willingness to humble himself, be born as a baby, to suffer and die for us. God bless you. 